in Out of Africa, the beautifully written 1937 novel about her farm in Kenya, Danish author Isaac Dinesen describes a night hunt for two lions that have been killing her oxen. She and her friend Dennis Fitch Hatton planned the trip with some trepidation. Here is how she describes it. At nine o'clock, we went out. It rained a little, but there was a moon. From time to time, she put out her dim white face high up in the sky behind layers and layers of thin clouds and was then dimly mirrored in the white flowering coffee field. We passed the school at a distance. It was all lighted up. At this sight of a great wave of triumph and pride in my people swept through me. I thought of King Solomon who says, The slothful man saith, There is a lion in the way. A lion is in the streets. Here were two lions just outside their door, but my school children were not slothful and had not let the lions keep them from school. We found our marked row of coffee trees, paused for a moment, and proceeded up between them, one in front of the other. We had moccasins on and walked silently. I began to shake and tremble with excitement. I dared not come too near Dennis for fear that he might feel it and send me back, but I dared not keep too far away from him either, for he might need my torchlight at any moment. The lions, we found out afterwards, had been on the kill. When they heard us or smelt us, they had walked off it a little way into the coffee field to let us pass, probably because they thought that we were passing too slowly. The one of them gave a very low, hoarse growl in front of and to the right of us. It was so low that we were not even sure we had heard it. Dennis stopped a second. Without turning, he asked me, Did you hear? Yes, I said. A very low, hoarse growl is often all we get to know that danger lies ahead of us or near us. And make no mistake, though regal and noble, a lion is a dangerous animal. It is a large predator near the top of the food chain. Like a wolf, a grizzly bear, a puma, or an orca, a lion deserves fear and respect. It is a powerful creature, a creature that is not afraid to hunt for its survival. So, why on earth would we want to actually feed a lion? Why would a lion dance at a celebration of the Chinese New Year? What new things might its ferocious antics draw out of us at the start of this new lunar year? And how might these (coughs) mythical lions bless us by helping keep misfortune at bay? How might they protect us in the new year? Each of us has things that frighten us. Each of us has things in life that hold us back. We all need more courage from time to time, and we all need to be shaken up in our lives occasionally. And in this regard, the lions in our lives always meet us halfway. In the passage I just read from out of Africa, both the lions and the author meet on common ground. If the lions had not been killing her oxen, 
Isaac Dennison would have had no reason to hunt them. And if the lions had not needed to eat, they would have not killed the oxen. So when Dennison and her friends set out that night, they know that they have the upper hand, but it is only a slight upper hand. This one could go either way. They set off to feed the lion, and the fear they feel is real, for this is no child's game. The metaphorical lions in our lives have teeth and claws, too. They can and injure us if they are able. Lions such as infidelity and divorce and job loss can plunge us into depression. Lions such as illness and incapacitation and death can knock us off our feet. Lions such as racism and classism can result in brutality and murder. Lions such as religious extremism and greed can breed desperation and cruelty. No, these lions are not cute, quizzical creatures who dance for us. The lions we face in our lives are worthy of fear. But that should not stop us from approaching them, orange in hand. Finding the courage to overcome adversity is at the heart of the human condition. There has never been a time in human history when we did not have difficult things to overcome, and I suspect that there never will be either. There was no time without danger. There was no time without risk. There was no time without uncertainty. And this draws me back to our dancing lions. A lion's appearance at Chinese New Year reminds us that we face challenges every day in our lives, and we also experience opportunities. In fact, the Chinese character for risk and opportunity is one and the same. A risk is always an opportunity. An opportunity is always a risk. You feed the lion, and the the lion feeds you as well. We are in relationship with the dangers in our lives. We affect them just as much as they affect us. A couple of years ago, the Christian Century challenged theologians and its readers to boil down the message of the four Gospels in just seven words. Imagine it. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in just seven words. Is this possible? The challenge was eagerly met, resulting in some clever summations. Divinely persistent, God really loves us, suggests Donald Shriver. Mary Carr says, We are the church of infinite chances. And Ellen Chari reports, The walls of hostility have come down. Other readers opted for the golden rule, you know it, as love your neighbor as yourself. And Craig Barnes boiled the gospel down to just four words, overachiever. (laughs) We live by grace. But my suggestion, and I didn't come up with this myself, having known about it for many years, is that you can boil the Gospels down to just two words. Imagine that. Just two words. Two common, ordinary English words. 
I think the four Gospels of the Christian scriptures can be summed up in the two words, fear not. Fear not. It's that simple. Radical words 2,000 years ago and radical words today, fear not. What would it be like to live this gospel? What would it be like if the lions in our lives, while still present, held no real power over us? What would it mean to be open to all of life's possibilities while not losing our nerve? We walked a little again, and the deep growling was repeated, this time straight and to the right. Isaac Dennison continues her story. Put on the light, Dennis said. It was not altogether an easy job, for he was much taller than I, and I had to get the light over his shoulder on his rifle and further on. As I lighted the torch, the whole world changed into a brilliantly lighted stage. The wet leaves of the coffee trees shone. The clods of the ground showed up quite clearly. First, the circle of light struck a little wide-eyed jackal like a small fox. I moved it on, and there was the lion. He stood facing us straight, and he looked very light with all the black African night behind him. When the shot fell close to me, I was unprepared for it, even without comprehension of what it meant, as if it had been thunder, as if I myself had shifted into the place of the lion. He went down like a stone. Describing events in a time and place very different from our own, Dennison captures what it feels like to come face to face with fear and not back down. Her momentary realization that she is the lion and the lion is her does not change the outcome. It does, however, change her, just as overcoming fear changes us. I don't know of a single thing that I have ever feared and faced that did not change me profoundly in the process. I chose to go to college, a fearful lion no one in my family had ever faced before. As a young adult, I chose to move on my own to Portland, Oregon, a fearful lion in the form of living by my own means. I chose to become a Unitarian Universalist, a fearful lion requiring me to give up the safety and the simplicity of my childhood faith. I chose to follow my call to ministry and to seminary and then to a first church and then to a second church, a fearful lion that stalks me every day of my career and keeps me going. I can think of no significant aspect in my life that has not required me to face my fears and to feed them that beautiful orange putting my hand in that lion's mouth. My guess is that it's the same for you as well. You have known lions. If you are a woman, you have known lions. 
If you are a person of color, you have known lions. If you are elderly, you have known lions. If you have had cancer or some other life-threatening illness, you have known lions. If you've been married or divorced or widowed, you have known lions. If you've raised children or grandchildren, you have known lions. Young or old, rich or poor, male or female, gay or straight, you have known lions in your life. But remember these words of assurance, these words that we heard earlier. Fear not. Unlike the very real lions described in Out of Africa, the lions we face usually do not pose an immediate threat to our lives. They are lions that stalk us with a stealthy quiet. They are lions that we let get bigger and bigger the more we dwell on them. They are lions that are afraid of lamplight in the darkness. They are lions that can only hurt us if we try to face them alone. One of the reasons for offering an orange to a lion in church is that by doing so, we realize that we do not have to face our fears alone, that you and I are not alone. Something that is very frightening for us might not daunt the person sitting next to us at all. Someone else might have faced down the very lion that threatens us. Together, we might put all our fears to flight, We might emerge into the light of day, relieved and renewed. We've just passed the Lunar New Year. What fears do you wish to face in this new year? What lions do you want to feed? How will you hold out that beautiful orange and let your hand go into the lion's mouth, it consuming that beautiful sweet treat and you removing your hand and your arm, a changed person for that act. How might you better live the gospel's command to fear not? Opportunity comes through risk, and each risk is an opportunity. It is only your racing heart that keeps you from doing the courageous thing. Fear not and live well. So be it. Amen.